Midlife Moxie. We are a community and podcast all about midlife women making this one of the best seasons of their lives. Well, I'm one of your hosts, Gail. And I'm Christina. We're going to be sharing our stories, struggles, and joys while bringing you experts on topics that you care about. And we're going to do it while having a whole lot of fun. So buckle up, girls. Let's get our Moxie on. Hey, girl. Hey, what's going on in Cali today? Mm, well, it's nice and breezy. <laughs> breezy? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We're stifling over here. Oh. Heat, humidity, thunderstorms with torrential downpours. It's mm, just a good mm. time over here. In Hot the as Hades. Heat of summer in the deep south. Hot, Hot as Hades. Hades. I'm, I'm kind of stoked today. We're going to talk about one of my fun things I love to talk about. Um, I know you love the episodes where we talk about fitness and mm-hmm. good eating, and I love the episodes where we talk about makeup and fashion and skincare <laughs> and all those things. But well, you know, yeah, so. I, I love me some skincare, but in all reality, I am not good with my fashion sense or my color sense. I mean, you already know that about me. Clearly, that's why you've rearranged my closet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I think we all have our skills, and I think when it comes to things like fashion and color, you kind of ha- you, there's learned skills, and there's uh, baby, I was born with it. Mm. And I think some people just see color differently. Like I'm this girl that I do not even want my clothes not to match if I'm going out to mow the lawn. <laughs> I mean, that just bothers me, and I seem to just innately know what matches and what doesn't, but. The cool thing is there's a lot of things you can learn about color. Okay, and wait. We're going to talk but, about color today. But here's the thing. You say you don't want to mix and match, and I'm over here like the traditional Asian that I am, and I just mix and match everything, polka dots, lines, colors. I'm like, it eh, looks fine. <laughs> there was a little tightness in my chest when you said that. I'm not going to lie, a little tightness in my chest. Hey, this is what we do. This is what we do. As, I as, couldn't even, like, when my kids were little, like, their play clothes had to match. They had to be on point, and I bought colors that look good with their eye and hair color. I'm not even kidding you. Oh, I'm my like, gosh. I, my kids even got, do you remember Cabbage Patch dolls? Yes. Yes, I have one still. Both my boys, even though I had boys, I thought everybody needed Cabbage Patch doll. Absolutely. And I searched the universe until they had Cabbage Patch dolls with their same hair and eye color. <laughs> Sure you did. And if you've ever tried to find a strawberry blonde cabbage patch with green eyes, that that's a that's an anomaly out there in cabbage patch world. I'm just gonna tell you, but I did it, dead gummit. But I just wanted to have a doll that looked like them. I thought that was cool. So color's kind of been an obsession of mine for a long time. And it's what we're gonna talk about today, color. And mm. so we have a master. She is mm-hmm. an expert in color theory. She's a friend of mine. She helps women all over the globe get their color on point. And so we're gonna talk about exactly what it is and how you can learn more about it. So welcome Jen Vax to our show today. Jen Vax, are you ready for Midlife Moxie? Oh my gosh, yes. Absolutely. Ooh, she's finally here. <laughs> We've been waiting a few months to get her on um, uh-huh. because she had some commitments. And we're just like, finally, it's Jen Vax Day. Let's so let's go. <laughs> well, well, Jen, you have been working with Gail for quite some time now. I've been I've been hearing your name all over the place and she <laughs> raves about you. And I'm like, 
what is this color theory? Like that was my first question. I don't understand. I don't get it. So for our community, our audience, tell us, Jen, what is color theory and are there other names for it as well? So like if we're Googling this. Oh my gosh. I'm sure some people are Googling right now. They're probably Googling color right theory. now. And, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm going to sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. They Google it because I have my own definition <laughs> of color theory. Um, because yes. we are talking about um, color theory in terms of wearing color, which translates the makeup and fashion. But, but really, it's any... I like to think of color theory is just how colors talk to each other and how they respond mm. to each other and how we as humans see color and when they interact and what kind of tension that creates, what kind of energy that creates. And so that can be true for the clothes you're wearing. It can be true for uh, your interior, how you organize and decorate your, your home. It could be in art, you know, in fine art. And really it's when you put colors together, how they talk to each other, what kind of energy and tension is happening? Is it pleasing to the eye? And if it's not, that's not a bad thing, but why, you know? And so it's all of that geeky understanding of color and what, what makes something more pleasing than another to, you know, to yeah. a person and, and well, what kind well, of energy. Here's one thing expelled. I want to say too. Hmm? If some of our listeners are thinking, oh, I'm not interested in this. I'm not a makeup artist. I'm not a stop right now and listen to this episode. You're probably the very one who needs it the most. I've probably <laughs> seen you over at the Publix in your unmatched clothes. But here's why it matters. Mm -hmm. Because she's colors not have seeing the you ability. at Walmart. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I'm not at the Walmart. But, you know, color does matter because it can enhance and impact our mood. Mm -hmm. um, it can create experiences and feelings. It also helps us to save money when it comes to makeup, clothing, home decor. Because how many times do we bring home something and think, well, I look like crap in that, or that doesn't work with anything else in my wardrobe, or my house doesn't quite come together. And here, here's the thing. I want you all to know that even if you have a gift for this or not, you can still learn and you can learn more and you can expand. So if you know zero, you can learn. If you know a ton, you can learn. But here's the interesting thing when you think about it. We're exposed to a lot of training of different things in life, but you don't get color theory unless you're probably in art school. Mm -hmm. And it's really the only people that we don't get it in high school. I mean, we get our primary colors in elementary school and we get our Crayola box, but I'm just going to lie. My mama didn't buy me that big box. I only got the primary colors oh, usually. Me too. It was if tragic. Yes. If I got the one with a little bit more, I thought I was rich. But <laughs> it, for most of us, don't fault yourself. You've not had any color training. And you've been just dependent on what you see or what seems right to you. But I don't want you to turn away and say, oh, I don't care that much about fashion. This has broad-reaching applications. And I, and I want you to know that. And I want you to know you can learn a lot today. So well, what goes into color theory, Jen, because I know a lot oh, yeah. of us just think, okay, a color is a color, but there's all these terms, hue, saturation, yeah. tone, chroma. Well, and, and, and two, Gail, it seems like it's a science almost. There's a science to it. So for all of our listeners out there who are like excited about science, this could be really, really good for them because I'm like, there is this thing that's happening when she said, I think most colors art talk to each other. And I'm like, <laughs> most what? art has science. Because even when you think about 
paintings and when you think about mm-hmm. sculpture, those yeah. are measurements and dimensions. Yeah. And right. so science is woven through it and Jen really knows the science <laughs> of it. So let me back up one thing before yeah. we jump into that. I know I'm all over the place, but I'm so excited. How did you get involved in color theory and teaching about it? Okay. Well, once upon a time. No, I'm just kidding. That's that's a that's way back when I was really, three. Not really a joke. So I will my mother didn't this, get like, me the 164 Crayola <laughs> box, and I was traumatized, and I had to go study color. It's sort of. Um, so I I actually do have a fine arts background. Um, I went to art school. Was I studied animation and had my heart set on working for Pixar. And believe it or not, I actually was uh, two steps away from actually doing just exactly what I wanted to do and realize I really didn't want to do that once I got that close to it. But I do have a, a fine arts background and did not really use it for a really, really long time. And it wasn't honestly until um, I sort of hit my own rock bottom and that I started to discover color analysis. So right after I turned 40, I found myself divorced Um you know, kind of alone with my kids and feeling really, really low and crappy about myself. Honestly, you know, I kept thinking things like who's going to want, who's going to want a single mom of two kids. And, and there's just feeling really just not feeling great about myself. And I did what I think a lot of people kind of do is to pull themselves out of the rut. They start looking at their appearance and what can I do to feel, you know, look better. And that's how I discovered this magical thing called color analysis. And you know, at the time when I looked it up, all there really is predominantly is seasonal color analysis. And so I was just like, what is this magical thing? You can wear colors and they flatter you and make you look better. I honestly did not know this, even though I have a fire arts background, love color, did not know anything about this. And as I started to explore it, I started to realize how I had nothing in my closet except for like clothes that really didn't suit me. And I always knew it, but you don't really care when your kids are little and they're spitting up on you. You just don't care. But as my mm-hmm. kids are getting older and now I'm single, what am I going to do? And so I started studying it. And when I started wearing colors that the quizzes and everything said that this is going to be flattering on you is when I started to realize the transformative power of just wearing something that is harmonious with your overall coloring. And so I started to get really obsessed with it because it was right up my alley. You know, I have an, I have an entrepreneur. Um background. I had had a business at the time. And this was just something where I was like, I can help people do this. I can help women just like me feel better about themselves simply by just wearing a color and and raising their confidence. And so that's kind of how it started. And then it kind of just spiraled out of control because I didn't like the seasons as much as um, I thought I would. I was attracting women who were going gray, that were midlife, the seasons don't really suit women in in those categories and they and they don't really suit women with of color with brown skin darker skin it's not that it doesn't but not in a way that's clear and i decided that i wanted to be inclusive and i wanted to help as many people as possible and so i took my fine arts background and what i've studied and i came up with my own color palettes my own process and here we are today with your color style. So <laughs> there you go. I and she it. is the creator and owner of your color style. And she offers color typing. And that's what we call it basically, I right? Color it. typing to women yeah. all over the world. 
And here's a, here's what I want people to understand, though. You can know a lot about color and still not know it all. Like, mm. Jen's real spot is in clothing. I'm over here in the makeup category. Mm, and we learn from each other because yeah. I take what she teaches about color theory and apply that to the face. And she takes what I teach about makeup and makes those colors work on her face. Because it is a little bit different on the face than on the clothing. But, you know, these colors still work in groups. But how does, before we get into those terms, I know Mm -hmm. I'm backtracking on you, but how does color impact mood? What does it really do in our brain? Well, I I think it does a couple different things. So from the outside perspective, when someone sees a color, right, there's a, there's a, there's a multiple factors that come about when you're seeing a color and the reaction you have to it, right? So it can be anything from a memory to, you know, emotion to culture to um, just what someone maybe told, you know, an assumption that you've made. And there are, there are standards across the board globally of how someone reacts to a color. Like for just, for example, a very bright color, your eye is going to go to your, your, your human eye goes straight to the most, the brightest thing, for example, for example. Right. And so we mm-hmm. receive those colors in different ways. Well, when you're wearing them, I think the same is true. You already have an idea and within, within, general scope of what it is that you want to look like, especially if you're dressing to go out, you're going to an event, you're going to out with your friends, out on a date, out with your spouse or partner or whatever, and you already have an idea of how you want to be perceived. You don't may not always know how to do it, but you have an idea. I want to feel pretty. I want to feel sexy. I want to feel... Or you know something does look good. Mm -hmm. Like say you've got a dress you love and you know that that looks good on you because people always compliment you and you love your pictures, but you don't know why it looks good. Right. When you know the why, then you can find the next thing that looks good. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So so basically what what I hear you saying is that you teach this transformative color theory mm-hmm. and people use those techniques in order to build out either their wardrobe, their makeup, and it, it it's all inclusive, their home. Right, because you can take that same um, that same system and utilize it everywhere. Correct. I just want to make sure we're awesome. Yeah. I love that. You know, Gail was trying to tell me like, "Oh, Christina, you're gonna look good in like these colors," and I'm like, "Okay, so I like those colors, but my husband doesn't like those colors. So how do we get around?" Yeah, very interesting, right? <laughs> like, so, so, yeah, it is, it is because you know I love the color orange. I, I think orange is a fantastic color for me, and uh, surprisingly, my husband hates the color orange. I mean, it's probably because he has to wear it every day, you know. So, so he just does not like it. And then there's these other colors like gray. People wanted to put me in gray, and I'm like, gray does not look good on me. It, not it, on my face, just but to be clear, Gail Scott did not suggest you wear gray no. for anybody. No, 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 no. Thinking of signing up for my wardrobe, <laughs> you know, module. I did not buy gray for her. I bought blue. No. I bought Colors. green. I bought orange. I bought. She says I'm jewel, jewel tones, right? Isn't that what you no, said? I was no. like, no, oh. not jewel tones. No. <laughs> I'm all. What, what no. was it? 
See, see, Jen, like I am a work in progress because clearly that is not my jam. Like if you left it up to me, I'd just be wearing black all day long because I wouldn't know what to do with myself. Or no, her other blush. She would wear blush Uh, everything. (laughs) Beige as it can be with a touch of pink to it. And that is a rock star color for you. You look great in it, but we can do a little better than just blush all day. (laughs) But here's the thing, and this leads into these terms. People don't know how to describe color. They don't know how to describe what they want. They don't know how to describe what they like. They do not understand complementary and contrasting. So let's talk about some of these terms. Um, Where do you want to start? You want to start with temperature? Is that the easiest one to start with? with What do you want to start with? Yeah. Okay, chroma. 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 But it's actually like it's a light bulb moment, I feel like, for a lot of people. So Okay. Go, girl. You know, when you decided, here's the thing, right? If if you don't know about color analysis or you don't really care, then then you're never going to ask them these questions anyway. But if you're looking okay. like this point, like I'd like to know what colors kind of flatter me, then so, suddenly the, some some this some of these words become really important. I start out with chroma. Now, what is chroma? Chroma basically means the clarity and purity of a color. So bright red, bright yellow, bright green. You right? That's you can see it right away, very okay. clear, right? The brightest of the colors. That's pure chroma. And then you can mute that color. And I use the words grayed, grunge. If you gray, if you muted a pink, you get a dusty pink. If you muted a blue, you get more of a grayish blue. If you muted orange, you'd get more of a um like a dusty orange, you know, like dirty kind of, right? Like a little got a little grungy. Like a rust, like, like a, a rusty. Rust, yeah, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And so those are considered more muted colors. The chroma is now less. Now the reason that's important, muted does not mean light. Let me, yeah, I let's think that's where a, a lot bit. of people get confused. Yeah. So the terms that I have in your color style, and I realize now that this is slightly confusing, but you've got bright and you've got soft. And when I say soft, I'm referring to muted. If mm-hmm. really take, if you take any pure bright color and you do anything to it, you add white to lighten it, black to darken it. It's complement. We'll talk about that if you want to mute it or even add gray to it to mute it, to gray it out. You have softened the color. I'm air quoting for people who are listening. You have softened the color. And so that does get confusing when I'm like, are you soft or are you bright? Do you wear brighter colors better or softer colors better? Well, somebody could say, well, I wear light colors, so I must be soft. And that's not really what I mean. What I mean is, do you wear brighter colors better or do you wear muted grayish slightly grayed colors better because there is a difference. And and the reason why it's so important is it's sort of like, it's, it's all about harmony. It's all about balance, right? So let's take a, like a, imagine a, a painting that's made of bright uh, Crayola colors, right? Reds, yellows, blues, some light blues and dark blues. And it's all kind of bright and primary-esque. If you then said, well, I'm just going to put, this gray swatch on there, and you kind of lose it, kind of disappears. It's not really, doesn't really do anything, doesn't enhance the painting does, or drawing, doesn't do anything with it. It just kind of just disappears. And that's kind of how it works for you and the colors you wear. If you're someone that naturally wears brighter colors, maybe not the brightest of the bright, but still not gray colors. When you wear something that is kind of grayish, it just sort of does nothing for you. That's Gail Scott. Tired, kind of just disappears, right? Christine, you were a little muted, though. 
Say you are huh? a little muted. Am I muted? I don't know. It's really hard yeah. because you can wear because I think, and you're going to see when she talks about death, it's going to click for you. But like, mm-hmm. I like to compare. And Jen, you tell me if this is fair or not. Lemon, banana, both yellow. Right. Lemon is going to be that nice, clear, bright color, whereas banana is going to have that muted little impact soccer. to it. Mm-hmm. A little it can warm. be very. Do I, it's do what? I feel like I'd look good in lemon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, wait, you guys, hold on for our audience. <laughs> Let me just tell you when I said that, everybody. This is how I don't understand this. Okay, so so if you are in the place of where Christina is at, then I will tell you their faces got like, no, girl. That is not your color. Nope. Don't even go there. Like, that's the look that they gave me. So just to be clear, I would probably look better in banana, right? <laughs> Maybe. Is that? Okay. <laughs> Golden rice. And Jen is like, hell we to the no, girl. <laughs> we haven't even gotten tall of it yet. But yeah, you. I think of me when you think of these clear colors. I look very oh, good in those yes, very clear. Right. Like, if I'm ever going to wear yellow, it has to be like a clear chiffon yeah. yellow. Right. Like lemon meringue, that you know how you can see through lemon meringue pie, that yellow in there, versus even if banana, it's a deep banana color, your banana is really good and ripe, it still has this soft <laughs> edge to it. It looks almost, I'm going to say cloudy. Jen, is that almost a fair word to say? It's yeah, I use the word, I mean, it sounds it. kind of negative, but it looks dirty, like a soft yellow, because here's the thing. Yellow is tricky when it's when we talk about soft yellow because as soon as you touch yellow, you get almost green. It just you can either go lighter and it's like oh it's it's pastel yellow when, but as soon as you mm-hmm. touch it with any kind of compliment or even um, black, you start to immediately grunge it up, um, and it's very challenging to find a muted soft light yellow we we have because my husband as soon as I find one I grab it because that's a really great yellow for him because he wears softer more grayish colors better than brighter colors and the reason that I feel like this is such a light bulb moment for a lot of people because it's so easy for someone to go I can't wear blue blue is just not my color I cannot wear it but any of the primary colors that you think of blue yellow red those are all what I consider universal colors colors that can be worn regardless of whether you're warm or cool, all the things you might hear out in those trendy words, it just matters of the type of color. And so it might be that you're wearing too bright of a color, too dark of a color, Mm -hmm. too gray of a color. And so therefore you might not know the difference and always just grab a blue and it never really works. It's because you got the wrong one for you, but there is one. There's like the perfect blue for, for you. Like a royal blue for me is almost too strong. But if you go lighter, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. And you put that on Gail Sky and people say, you look great today. It's yeah. And here's what I want to people to understand. Neither is better. Neither is better. But when you get the right colors, everyone looks better. And I was laughing because Christina was saying that when you did, were you shaking your head to blue, Christina? I don't, I, I don't. D- so be careful what you're about to good. say because I'm going to make you a liar. I know some blues look good. Like when you gave me the periwinkle blue or that, um, that what, like that green blue, um, a marine top that, blue looked, yeah. I got you an outfit for Las Vegas uh-huh. and that top was blue. Uh-huh. So she said, Oh, 
Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was blue. Good. Did you think that yep. was not blue? Because that was blue. Maybe this is the but problem. It was, it was. It was more like navy. Navy blue looked really well on her. Yeah, it wasn't it was a like super a dark navy. It wasn't super purple navy. No. It was almost a little bit of a warm it, navy, getting into mm-hmm, that yeah. marine. And it did. I mean, it made you pop. The girl was popping over yeah. in Las Vegas. But see, <laughs> this is a good example. Christine's over here saying, "I don't look in blue," and I'm thinking. You just were photographed in blue and it looked amazing. What the hell are you talking about? So this is how we get here. And this is why people don't even know what to ask for. Even when you start working with a stylist, a lot of people, if your mm-hmm. stylist is not trained in color theory and you just tell her you don't like certain colors. And, but people like, <laughs> I like to say, people like Jen and I, we are not moved by what you say because we know you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> and it's almost like throwing down the gauntlet when you say, I can't wear this. Like, I love when people say, don't give me any lipstick with orange in it. And I'm like, well, you try this coral on, baby. Or they'll say, I had a girl literally one time say, I just don't want any purple eyeshadow. And then she looked at me and says, what do you have on? And I said, purple because it was a form of purple, but people don't even know what they say. They know not what they say. So that's chroma. Let's that's, go to the next one, Jen. All right. The next one is temperature. And this is where people get really hung up. If you can make it oh through gosh. the chroma and figure out kind of what type of color you can wear. Now we talk about temperature. And this is where if you can get these two pieces right, it solves most of the puzzle. Right off the bat. And so when I say temperature, there's two things I mean. A color itself can be considered warm or cool. And it's really kind of based on where it exists on the color wheel. So any of the colors that you consider cool, blues, blue greens, purples, magenta pinks, all those are on the cool side of the color wheel. They're blue based pinks all the way to, to blue to cyan coming around to green. And the warm, the warm colors are going to be your, your reds, your, your warm pinks, your reds, your oranges, right? Yellows, golden yellows coming through now approaching green again. Green is kind of a neutral because it's perfectly balanced between blue and yellow. Blue and yellow make green. So therefore it's one of those colors that can be considered cool and it can actually also be considered warm. So it's, I like to place it right at the bottom of the color wheel because it kind of straddles both sides. Okay. And you can have a very cool green and you can have a very warm green, right? That's right. So the more, so if you have a perfectly balanced green, perfect um, equal amount of blue and yellow, you have a neutral green that works for everyone. Now, what would that bright. be like? Kelly green? Would that be a good example? I, so here's the thing. Hunter. That's interesting you said that because if you look up the definition of Kelly green, sometimes they say, oh, it's a true green. But I've also seen some that are a little bit more blue, like just a touch more blue. I don't know. I so grass green. All I know, I, hmm? grass green. Give us an example of what would be a well balanced green. Oh my gosh, the green okay. in our Crayola um, box. That one. Yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah. We're not on video. I was like, grab a green. But like, if you think of um, lime green, that's a yellow green, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. kind of like if you've taken that balance, you've had a little bit, little extra yellow. Now you're over on the. Uh, warm greens, if you will. So those yellowy greens, that kind of stuff. If you add a little bit more blue, now you're coming, now you're tipping over into teals and turquoises and those blue greens. Somewhere in the middle is more of a neutral. And I don't want people to get too hung up on, I need to find that perfect neutral. Because honestly, if you see a color and you identify it as green and you know that it's not really lime green, 
like it's it's going on towards blue. All those colors are flattering on most people. So from green all the way through blue, all of those colors work for everyone. And if you don't think that's true, it might be because you just chose a color that's just too bright for you. Maybe you just need something a little bit softer. We can talk about how to soften something without having to worry about whether or not it's great or not. That's not always the case. But those colors can be very, very flattering. A lot of us, but here's some assumptions. People, if someone has warm undertones and they say, but I look so good in blue, so I must have cool undertones. That's, that's not true. And, um, and the other way around too, someone with cool undertones will, will say, well, I look so good in orange. I look so good in red and those are warm colors. So I must not be, must not have cool undertones. I must have warm undertones. And that's not true either. Everybody can wear a balance of warm and cool colors. It just really depends on the extent of it. Someone with cool undertones is going to look best with the colors in the cool side of the color wheel because there's blues and there's blue-based pinks. Colors aren't necessarily in harmony with someone with warm undertones. And on the right side of the color wheel with all those warm, hot colors, right, those oranges and golden yellows, um, from red to yellow, those are very warm colors, likely going to look best on someone with warm undertones. But as I just said, going from green all the way through blue are all universal colors and you still have a full section of cool colors you can wear. So you can't say, well, I don't really wear teal very well. So they're, you know, like, or, you know, I can wear teal well, so I must have cool undertones. That's just not kind of how it works. I love it when people, right? I think one of the most misunderstood colors is pink. Because pink. people will say, oh, I can't wear pink. I don't like pink. Okay, pink is a shade family. Let's be clear. <laughs> it's not a color. I mean, you've got carnation pink. You've got salmon. You've got all, you get your corals. Yeah. And so when, when. Coral, wait, but wait, corals are pink? They can be. Or are they orange? They're both. Oh, shit. That's now what makes totally special. effed up here, you guys. It's very warm. <laughs> so, right, just like green can be warm or cool, so can red. Let's take red. Oh, we can take magenta, okay. too, but then we'll confuse things. So we'll just take red. Red in yeah, its true form. don't confuse me. Red in its true form is red. Simply that. It's a primary color. There's, right, we're not going to talk about um, CMYK right now, so we'll just pretend no one knows what that means. It's red. True red. Anybody can wear red. Same thing as I said about blue. Same thing I said about green. Same thing I'll say about yellow. Anybody can wear those colors, especially in its pure form. But red, as you are, you can start to cool it or warm it. So if you add yellow, just a drop of yellow to red, you start to warm it up. To the eye, at first, you may not notice it until you compare them and you'll see that, oh, I see an orangey red, a tomato red, and then I see a true red. Oh, I see that now. If you add white to any of those, if you add white to true red, you get a really even pink that anybody can wear. And then if you go and add yellow, uh, white to that tomato red, you're going to get more of those corals now. They're much warmer, maybe not suiting mm. someone with cool undertones as well, right? And you can keep going this way. There's just subtleties all the way, all the way through. If you add blue to red, you're now cooling that red and you are now approaching more of those magenta pinks which are on the cool side of the color wheel just a drop of blue doesn't necessarily say oh i no longer can wear it if, if it's a it's going to be just it's good a little bit but if you compare them you start to see there's a raspberry and then there's a red and there's a tomato red and then a little bit more blue you tip now over into those magenta pinks where gail probably rocks and me and christina will not right <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
It's true. And so true. About magenta, it's true. And then we start to talk about purples and we've now left the building when it talks about reds and pinks. So now I want to throw something in here too, oh. because people get so oh, hung up on warmth. <laughs> they get bonkers about it. Like they, they, they get just, oh, I'm warm. I can never wear that. I can, you're like, come on over here. Let me show you how, you know, that's a, again, a challenge, but they discredit a lot of colors for one. Also, it's about how you wear it, number two. And just because something suits you color type, it still may not be the best color for you. A good example is there are some shades that are right for my color type, which I consider myself, and I think Jim would agree, I'm a bright, cool, deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, oh, I think Lord. I'm a medium to deep, but we're going to stick with that. I have, but I also know there's other things, and this can get really complicated, but I want you ladies to understand this. This is where it varies on coming from your clothing to your face. I can wear very deep, saturated hues on clothing, but there's other things to consider when it gets up on your face. Like when you ladies trying to wear that vampish, dark, dark berry lipstick because it's in your palette, that's going to bring out dark circles under your eyes and make you look older. It's not going to do anything yeah. for you. So to get really good at this, you've either got to do a lot of work and study or you've got to get help. But that's what people like us do. And it's funny to watch Christine, like Christina right now, her mouth is gaping open. Her (laughs) eyes are fixed. She looks like y'all are speaking Spanish. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I'm sitting here, Gail, and I'm thinking, this is why I never passed science class. And I I need to take a class clearly. Because, you know, here's the other thing that I want to touch on is our hair color, right? Because Mm. I have had let me just put it out there, you guys. I have had I wouldn't, you know, that big trend of that graying of the hair. I remember getting my hair grayed and I thought, oh, I'm just gonna try it. You know, this blue gray. I went to see a client of mine and she sat down, she looked at me, she said, Don't ever do that again. And I said, <laughs> Do what? And she's all, your hair. And I was like, dang, okay, like you are super bold. She's all, it does not look good on you. It makes it just so to this day, I've never. Well, what did I say when you, you know? said you're going to go put pink in your hair? Oh, she was like, can you just go back to dark hair? You look better with dark hair. Everybody says I look better with dark hair, but. You know, I like it fine. <laughs> the color it is, but you got to stay out yeah. that ashy tone. But it's funny because <laughs> Jen and I talk about this all the time. There's always mm-hmm. going to be personal preference and personal choice. And Jen occasionally colors mm-hmm. her hair pink just because she wants to. I do. Just because mm-hmm. she wants to. Mm-hmm. So I think where people get in the weeds too is the extremes. Like even though I'm a cool color type, I, there's warm colors I wear very well. I've on gold jewelry today and nobody's died yet. Um, but even I get in trouble with the extremes, like those icy cool colors, the super fuchsias, the super icy purple pinks. I'm just going to put it out there, guys. Those are tough. If you're a Caucasian mm-hmm. girl, they're tough. I think if you have um, some of our darker skin friends can wear some of those in a different way than Gorgeous. we can. But for us Caucasian girls, those super icy tones get tough. And those super, right. super warm tones can get r- tough. Like yep. mustard is not for everyone. Goldenrod, <laughs> not for everyone. But well, like, my- I feel like probably could wear it well. 
Yeah. I think we wear it. We've looked at some things like that. Mm -hmm. My first mother in law was very warm and she had auburn hair. And we spent all our time Mm -hmm. over in rust, olive green, mustard, and she looked like a rock star. So here's what I want to say about that. When you embrace what's your best, and that's kind of what we're getting to today, it's going to make getting dressed easy. People are going to just tell you how great you look. And it's going to lower the frustration when you figure out what those, that best kind of, um, not ratio, but that best segment of the color wheel is for you. It doesn't mean you can't deviate from it. It doesn't mean you can't make it work, but gosh, it's going to make you shine. So there's another component though, Jen, right? Or Christine, you have a question for before we go on? Well, well, I, and you probably are going to touch on this, but let me, let me ask the question now because Jen. Gil Gil rattled off this. I'm a blue, deep, yellow, pink. I don't know what she's bright, said. cold, anyway, deep. I, I'm just made. Yeah, bright. There we go. She's she's a bright, up. cold, deep. Um, totally made it up by me, and I'm just, no, I know <laughs> I did she did not. it. She totally did it. You guys, she did not make it up. Is is that what we're getting to here? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, what am I? Am I'm a, a you are, you, you are, know. tell me if I'm wrong, Gail, because you know her better than I do, but I would say she's what? She's either soft, warm, and deep, or bright, warm, and deep. I think she's soft. She can wear some bright tones, oh, okay. but especially with her hair like this, it makes her really look more soft. If she went Softer. to the color so, yeah, I think soft. she was, <laughs> brides mm-hmm. I don't think are her Wait, best. What? Just, we'll talk about that yeah. later. <laughs> but I'm even wearing well, some know, warm shades today, it. but what I'm wearing is not super warm, and it's Two, it's how you bring it together. Like my whole look on my face leans a little bit warm of, of center, but it's all, is this my absolute best look? Probably not, but it works for the day and I know how to make it work. So I think the more you get outside of your best range, the more gifted you better be in makeup application, wardrobe selection and accessorizing. Yeah, you really do need mm-hmm. to know what you're doing. And like, it's just like, so you, you know, you're an artist when it comes to makeup. And so you are able to adapt to make a whole look work. A lot of us are not that skilled when it comes to looking at makeup or we have one set of makeup and the idea of changing it to make the whole look work is just out of our one set. Our language oh, barrier. A little part of me tell, died right? when you said that. Jen, but Jen, hold on. <laughs> this is the thing. When I'm getting ready for something and I'm like, okay, I got to do my makeup. I call Gail and she's all, well, what are you wearing? I'm all, does it matter? She's all, yes, it matters. I'm all, oh, shit. I'm like, I'm totally screwed here. What colors? This is my outfit. She'll say, okay, go do this, this, and this. And I'm like. What do I always say? It's a good thing you're cute. That's what I always say about Christine. It's a good thing you're cute. Because Christina does. She is one of those girls. She rolls out of the bed. How all of us think about the stuff, right? She does roll (laughs) out of bed cute, but you know, it is fun. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Help people see that they can wear colors they didn't think they could and how they Mm -hmm. wear colors well. Hey, it's Gail here. And one of the things I've noticed in midlife is thinning of my hair and greater hair loss when I'm in the shower or bathtub. Well, our friends over at Mojo Wellbeing have come again with new products to treat exactly those issues. One is their hair thickening treatment. You put a few drops on your scalp and rub them in. It can work while you're sleeping. It contains polypeptides and it helps moisturize the scalp and nourish for healthy roots of hair that looks thinning and may be fragile. And then they have their moisturizing hair oil. You know how the ends of your hair get knotty and dry? 
mine that has really increased you know during menopause this makes it feel so great with ingredients like argon oil and phytosqualane so go to mymojowellbeing.com mymojowellbeing.com use your discount code moxie15 and get a discount off these and their other great products for menopause and beyond The last component, you want to talk about the last component in your, in, yes, in your t- mind of color theory? Yes. Well, and I actually want to touch on something else too, really quickly. But um, so the last component, I call it depth, light, medium, or deep. Okay. And this to me is sort of the secret sauce when it comes to customizing the colors that you're going to ultimately wear best. So you've, you've figured out your chroma, you, you decided that you can wear brighter colors best. Not that you couldn't wear soft colors, right? It's never a not, you can never. It's just simply what's going to be best, right? So let's say you can wear brighter colors best and you've discovered that you have warm undertones. Okay, so bright and warm. Well, that's a huge spectrum right there of bright and warm from the palest pastels, to the deepest colors on all of those hues, aka color. That's a lot. And it's why, and and you want to narrow it down, not only for your sanity, but also because there's a balance. So just like Gail had said, you know, wearing those icy pale colors it's are, are tough. It's because everything is about harmony. It's about balance, meaning you need, you have a certain level of natural contrast about you and the natural lightness or darkness about you. If you are predominantly fair skinned, bright eyes and dark hair, Putting something pale against your pale skin has now lowered your contrast and you need more. You are naturally someone who needs a higher contrast. You want to wear something that's richer, more vibrant to bring that contrast back into balance again. That's why it doesn't work on someone like Gail, even though it's in the color palette. Like This is when we say somebody might look sick. I think that's when we see that term. Oh, she just looks kind of sick because it's dragging you down. Christina's face, down. if right. y'all could just see it, she's like, well, that's why, like, Christina should never wear pastels ever. Absolutely never. She should never wear pastels. It's <laughs> true. She's got, now, she's I'm, got I'm gonna go. tones about her and they're warm. And someone who's warm and deep will likely not look good in pastels. Not like Gail, who can probably pull off a pastel. It's different. I, only, I have to ground it with things. I have to ground it with something else. Well, like you have to have earrings, a shimmy fabric. You can't just be up a t-shirt, um, right? Earrings, yeah. lipstick. I ground it with a lot if, I, if I'm wearing something super light. Yeah. Is, it, is it fair to say saturation? Is that the same as depth or is that a little different? No, I think it's a little bit different. Saturation kind of is a blend of the chroma and... And, and and depth. So okay. it's sort of, I, I think so. Like I think of saturation and intensity about the same. So a super bright color going a little bit deep, you have those, I, you, you describe it right as like saturated, intense, rich color. Um, so I guess in a way, I, I'm going to retract and say, yeah, it's probably a combination of like, two. When if I look at Christina. Color, that's pastel, that's not saturated, right? It's there's a richness now. to her yeah. palette. That's what I say, like when I look at someone, yeah. like you're both blonde hair and Christina mm-hmm. has a, a lot, a deep beige getting in, you know, skin tone, but there's mm-hmm. a richness to that. And yeah. Um, yeah. So Her people, I think that need depth are, you can have a lower contrast as long as you have the depth 
But then you can be yeah. like me and be pale as, you know, you know, a ghost in the winter with black hair. And that's contrast is the different difference in your features. Is that how you would describe that, Jen? Yeah, it's the it's the difference between light and dark, right? So for me, and I know we're on audio, so no one can see me, but I have very light hair, even my natural hair. It's like it's highlighted, but it's still light. It's like a light brown naturally. Ever since I hit forty, I went light brown. Um, light skin, light light eyes. So I have a very low contrast about me. So light colors, light bright warm colors on me look great. Where on someone else, like Christina, would not like she put this on, she would look cute, but it would not be her best. And I'm just like if you tried to wear burgundy, it would be like you were carrying it around like a trunk, it would just be so, yeah, and it wouldn't look good. Like, waiting off, look, I just look like, yeah, the contrast could be interesting. I mean, when you want to, here's when, here's where it starts to become really fun and creative is once you kind of understand the types of colors that really flatter you. Then you can start to have fun. Kind of like you, know, like you, you're an expert on makeup and the pulling the whole thing together. So it starts to become fun because you start to look at things at a more from a creative perspective. Like, how am I going to make that work? This is going to be fun. Where somebody else be like, that's my own personal nightmare. But once you start to understand your basic foundational colors, then you can decide what do you want to do to make the impact that you want. So I, you know, I, if you have a formal event going, well, what can I do to make it real? What can I do to make myself really stand out tonight? Mm-hmm. I could wear a bright red dress. I could wear black spaghetti straps and create a higher contrast with some red lipstick and be like, make a wow statement. Is that what I'm going to wear every day? No, but you can increase your contrast. You can increase the. You can decide to wear a brighter color because you want to have that impact. And that's so how we every create day, drama. And then there's like a lot your of creative, cuts. like I want to do something fun. Hmm? Yeah, that's how we create so, drama so a lot everybody... of times. Like, that's when yeah. I'll go into those very deep, cool tones. I'll find some kind of crazy, cool, deep dress, or mm-hmm. I'll go with something super bright, like a bright coral dress and right. do the bright lipstick. And it's just becomes yeah. a look. But that's a moment. That's a look. That's a stage appearance, a Mother the Bride. And y'all don't write in and say, mm-hmm. Oh, Mother the Bride shouldn't be bright. Oh, wait, this one, I'm coming down looking like it's, <laughs> you know. Christina has almost okay, fainted wait, wait. over oh, here. I'm just, well, because, okay, listen, I know black is not a color, right? We learned that in grade school. So so can everybody wear that, though? Like, is that you something can, that you might not can should. use? <laughs> well, right. okay. Well, I mean, I'm going to say that you need to thin yeah. out some of your black. That's what I'm going to say. Jen can give her opinion. I think that someone that is soft and warm, like Christina, black, pure black can definitely feel not, I mean, that may not be the best, but you absolutely can because you have dark tones, so you can do it. But honestly, I would do more of a dark charcoal, warm gray or a deep, deep brown before I would go black just because it's more harmony. Doesn't mean you can't Mm. wear black. I have some black things. I've gotten rid of most of like anything that's a turtleneck because I like a floating head. So, it's so fair, right? Steve so jobs. if I'm wearing like a black curl neck, you're like, wait, if you, if, you, if I don't move, I might blend into the wall. And you're like, what's a headless body doing over there? It's weird. It's weird looking. Uh, so yeah, that. I can't, I really shouldn't. Can is the wrong word. I absolutely can if I want to. If I feel like I'm rocking it, I'm going to wear it. But mm, no. I think that's a good um, question though. So when cool. you're trying to decide if you're better in warms or cools, ask yourself, do I look better in stark white or do I look better in cream? Yeah. That's a kind of a yeah, and I don't look at cream. 
Yeah. I don't either. I look good she tells in paper me all the time. white. <laughs> and Christine looks good in cream. I mean, that's kind of a, I look yeah. good in jet black. It's Christine's going to look good in chocolate brown and in navy. Yeah. Navy is my most like boring color. I can wear it, but it just does not. It's in my palette, but it's not exciting. It just doesn't do anything no. for me. So I don't but that's wear when a lot you of wear that. it. Do but that's when you would wear it though. If you needed to, if you needed to blend in, what is you, blend like, in? Who wants to blend in? What what is this you speak of? <laughs> there might be situations. <laughs> there might be social situations, Gail, where you don't want to be the star. Like I don't what? know. Let's Has take something happened? more serious. Have you? Have Jen, you met? How long have you been working with Gail? The only time I want to blend in girl. is when I'm speeding <laughs> in traffic. That's when I want to blend in. <laughs> okay. If I commit a crime and I'm running down the street, those are about the only times I want to blend in. But I do have okay. friends that are That's that true. way. Well, so yeah. some people work in a corporate environment where they're not comfortable standing out, right? That's why that's why the Navy suit has become a thing, right? Uh, for example, if you go to like a funeral or something that's more serious, you might not want to stand out. And so that's why people tend to wear dark, something more serious, not walking in in hot pink. You can Maybe the whole family likes to wear hot pink. I mean, I don't know, but like there's sometimes, all I'm saying is this, I'm all for a full self-expression self of who you are and you own it, even if it's not in your color palette. You're going to own it and you rock it, not you feel amazing. I'm just saying that sometimes you got to read the room. So, <laughs> mm. I think I'm fairly good, good at reading the good room. Good call. Good but call. I always want to be in what? the okay, better. I, I think I'm fairly good at reading the room, but I always want to be... I weigh, I want to take a risk to be the best dressed, never the least dressed. I, I will oh, I always totally go with you. over than under. And you know, the funeral look mm-hmm. that I really want to rock in my lifetime is the one where you look, wear the little hat with the little veil on the front, <laughs> I, Jackie O or something. Oh, Lord. That's my funeral vision, right. just to let y'all know how much I you don't can, want to be you noticed. You can come to my funeral like that. There As you go. As long as have the vision okay. for the funeral, it's good. Uh, I, <laughs> So, so can I wear hot pink lipstick? Because no, I think cannot. hot pink lipstick looks like terrible. <laughs> Jen said, no, don't ever no. wear that. <laughs> I see hot pink as a blue base, saturated, bright pink. And I think we've already um, learned that you're going to need more of the true reds, warmer reds, and not so mm-hmm. bright. Maybe, maybe a touch dark. Coral. coral. Oh, I love coral. Mm-hmm. Love an orange lipstick, you guys. There's a quick calling it orange. There's- it's coral. Those are different. <laughs> it's different. All right. But I love coral. it. This is a thing we run into is people can get stubborn. They like what they like and they want to like certain colors and they give value to certain colors. So how do you get people to see outside their their preconceived mm. notions? Yeah, that's that's hard. I don't think you do. And I mean, it's, it's complete sincerity. It's it, there. Yeah. If you are a person that wants to improve their appearance, you're going to ask for people's opinions and start to ch- potentially change what you're wearing. But if you truly believe that there is, you look good, regardless if you do or not, you just do. You're not going, it's not my job for, for example, to convince someone Unless they're like my best friend, and I'm like, look, you gotta stop. You gotta stop wearing that. But like, we I, all need that best friend. The thing is, is that you do. You know what I mean? But like, you there's know, a woman I think people that, get um, comfortable. They know it doesn't look fantastic, but they're comfortable, and they get scared to oh, try the cut. Like uh, being in the beauty business for 27 true. years, 
I can tell you again and again and again and again, every year of my business, mm-hmm. the biggest selling colors are the ones in the middle. Your neutral colors, mm. your medium depth so colors. I, I mean, we have this one shade in our line that's a, a just a brown eyeshadow that has absolutely no life to it. Nothing, and that thing has sold like crazy for years. Yeah. These, it's you know, years. medium nude, little bit warm, little bit tawny yes. lipsticks. You know, natural. They'll say natural. Those always sell the biggest, and I think. It's great for that girl who only wants to have one lipstick, but I think a lot of it comes from fear and they don't. So if I I don't know what else to do, I will retreat to the safety zone. So speak a little to that. What are women missing when they're only being all safe and comfortable over here? I think they're missing being their best, but you tell them what you think they're missing. I think they're not only that, I think they're missing missing out being their best, but I also think that they are, um, really closing the door and and on who they truly are. And this comes from life, right? Habit and low confidence in general. And these all sound like sad, bad things and they're not. It's just simply who we maybe start to become. We kind of forget who we were. I mean, if you think about this, I, I think of my daughter who's now 20, but when she was five, you couldn't tell that girl what to wear. She'd go upstairs and she'd come downstairs wearing a Christmas themed top and Halloween themed leggings. And she looked good. And she put on bright pink socks and blinky shoes and she was ready for school. And you could not tell her otherwise that those two things didn't go together and you should really change your clothes. That's just who she was. That's what she wanted to do. And I'm not saying we grow up like that. But what happens at some point, I think, is as we grow up, we start to understand social norms. We start to understand what it feels like to be different. We want to be the same. Um, and we sometimes forget that you can still be included and still be yourself, be true to yourself. And we lose that along the way. A lot of us lose that That's along so the funny, way. All of a sudden, one day we hit 40 and 50 and we realize, I I don't even know who I am anymore. I look in the mirror and all I wear mm-hmm. is grays and beiges and I don't. I don't even know who I I've am. I've got that one and I feel lipstick like that rattles around to... the bottom of my purse. You, you know, you've become yeah. that woman. And I think that once you start to sort of open yourself up to exploration and go, okay, you know what? So-and-so, Gail tells me I look good in coral. I'm going to just try it. I'm going to try it. And then I get a bunch of compliments that day because I tried that color that I've never worn before. Everyone's like, wow, you look amazing. Did you lose weight? That, that, you look so good. You look so rested. And that's where the tipping point mm. is. You look mm-hmm. rested. Have you been on vacation? Sometimes people can't yeah, put their own. Here's here's the other side of that I've seen happen. I'll help someone. We get their makeup on point. I'm like, man, she looks like a million bucks. And she goes around her friend, you know, terrible Trudy or whatever you name her. And Trudy's used to seeing her a certain <laughs> way. And Trudy knows nothing about color theory or beauty or fashion. And Trudy tells her she doesn't like her new look because Trudy doesn't like change. I think yeah. that's happened yeah. to some of us along the way. Terrible Trudy yes. came in yes. or an insecure husband. I'm not saying that's big Kev, but, you know, over the years, there's a lot of husbands that don't, you know, if your marriage <laughs> is not safe, some husbands don't want their wife to improve or look their best. You know, they're, oh, that's the truth. it's, it's kind of oh, yeah. sad, mm. but there are people that hold us back out of jealousy, out of ignorance. And you and I talk about this all the time. Hope I'm not going to offend anybody, but Jen has a huge Facebook group on color. And it's very interesting to watch someone post and ask for opinions. 
And sometimes people are saying, oh, that looks so good on you. And I'm over here stabbing my eyeballs out. I'm like, don't tell her that. That does not look good. (laughs) She should not wear that. I'm like, how am I going to tell her? But, you know, so there are opinions, but be careful who you get your opinions from. Because if someone is used to seeing you the exact same all the time and you change that, they may need a minute to adjust. They may feel threatened. They may just not get it because their own personal taste is a little off. So be really cautious about who you listen to and, you know, what, because I have found women over the years, like they'll come to me and they'll say, I do not like X color lipstick. And it's not that the chroma and hue and depth aren't right for me. What they'll say is my aunt Susie always wore that or, you know, they wore it one time and didn't get compliments. You know, something went wrong. There's a story. It's never. My mother tells me never wear pink. Yes. Ladies never wear pink. (laughs) It's never that their understanding of color means they shouldn't wear that color. They've got some weird. Do you say that a lot? They've got some weird story attached. They do always. All right. I mean, I get it all the time. Like it's a lot, a lot of it comes from like their mom and, and the moms mean well, by the way, but they're just, hang, they're just handing down what they've been taught of what's appropriate for whatever. Mm-hmm. Redheads should never, never wear yellow I, or, you know, whatever. Like there's all these rules that aren't true, but we accept them as truth. And because it comes from your authority figure, AKA your mom, you take it and you're like, well, I can, I can never wear that. Or, you know, like you said, Aunt Trudy wore coral. No, that's an old lady color. Can't, Can't wear, wear that. that. Yeah. You know, whatever it means, right? So I hate those stories we tell ourselves because I think it, anytime we tell ourselves Mm -hmm. stories, whether it's about color, fashion, employment, anything, they're just stories Mm -hmm. that, and they keep us from being our best and biggest versions of ourselves. And that breaks my heart. And that's what really what this is all about. Understanding color in an, in an opportunity to be your best, but also save yourself a lot of grief. Save yourself a great when you have a wardrobe and a closet full of colors and styles that go together and you go to your makeup bag and everything in there is right for you. I always say to my customers, I'm going to set you up so you can't make a mistake. We're going to set you up to win. And you're not in there digging around in that palette of 48 colors you got down at the big box store that only four of those are correct. Look at Christina's face. Right. Um, you <laughs> right. Know, and I think when you understand color right. theory and you either understand it and you build these things yourself or you work with a professional like myself or Jen and you get yourself set up, gosh, you're just going to win, win, win. But let's talk about how this good. goes over to things like your home. Because I'm going to okay. be a confessional mm. here and you're going to laugh. Christina knows this already. Like, I think my home needs to kind of match me. And this even, <laughs> wait for it, parlays over to my dog. Like, my dog is gray and white. He's a cool-toned dog. Like, it does. And I want him to match <laughs> because when we take photos, and y'all, like, I think about the oh, sheets it's a thing, I buy. Jen, it's a thing. You can't have a golden doodle, apparently. Yeah, it needs to be white or her. black. I mean, it, for <laughs> me, it goes this deep. I will not buy printed paper towels. They have to be slawed white because the prints are always ugly and they don't match. And we can't have unmatched paper towels. And I, I mean, I, I go so far as to think about do the color of sheets I'm buying, am I going to look good laying on these sheets? So tell me I'm crazy, <laughs> but tell them why and how all this color comes over into their home. 
and their color of their vehicle and all the things. I, I'm i trying to get past the visual of Dale laying on her sheets looking good. So, um, I mean, y'all think about so it. When I, you and your husband looks down at you, don't want, don't you want to be shining and sparkling like the diamond you are? <laughs> or do I have a box light on me and my other, my ring light? And, you know. <laughs> Baby, know your angles, I say. That's what I was thinking right know now. Know your <laughs> angles. It all falls back. Um, I think that your home is, and should, I'll use the word should, uh, should really truly be a reflection of, of the person that, and of the family. And so when you walk into a person's home, you should have a sense of who they are, what they aspire to be. And just what they like, like things they do. I just feel like, it need, and I, and I say this from my heart. And yet my, if you walk into my house, you only get little bits because I'm always so distracted with business and everything else that I don't do as much as I want to do as far as decorating goes. But I do know that when I walk into a home that is a true reflection of the people that I'm visiting, you can feel it. It's, it's in the colors. It's in their decor, their choices right? It's in patterns or not patterns. It's in the photos they put on the wall. It's the art that they've chosen, the dishes that they've decided. And, and, and by the way, it doesn't have to necessarily be pulled together. I've walked into homes where they're not pulled together. They're kind of a hot mess, but that also is a reflection of, of where they are in their, in their life right now. And I'm, I don't want to sound judgy, but it's true. Christina, what confessions you know, um, do you need to make over there? I know. You, I feel like she needs to tell uh, us something important. Go ahead. We're listening. Uh, no, I just, I'm dying because when you walk into my home, it's like white. Everything is white, like really, really white. I just want like it clean it. and fresh. Absolutely. I love, I love no clutter. Like I hate, I hate clutter and I, I'm such a minimalist when it comes to certain things. And, uh, yeah. But clean. how you do anything is how you do everything. So just how you talked about the colors and clothes that you choose to wear, it's minimal, right? So it's not just the color. Although I would agree with you, Gail, personally, if you're going to paint a room a color, it should be a color that either means something to you or that you look good in. Like ideally. There's but a you, reason yeah, my office yeah, is my, painted I, white. I mean, because I look good and I can wear all my well, colors. So, but you know, the, here's the I thing. I have my, my studio painted white, but it's because of because of business. Yeah, and I get to put obnoxious colors. No, I've seen pops, your paintings, I like. I like, and I, I love like pops them. Of color. But here's the thing, too. I know people do. They go with all these home decor trends, and like I remember when all that shabby country Joanna mm-hmm. Gaines stuff was really popular. And y'all, I tried, but as much as I tried, it mm-hmm. just was not me. And I've been going through my house thinking if I, I if I see a piece of unfinished wood that's I'm just gonna lose my mind it's just was never me and we get caught up in these trends I love and I want I want everybody to be more free to find your own style and your own trend and I have a story these colors did not match me these were before I decided my house needed to match me but there was a time when I wanted my house to be have that Tuscan feel it was in but it was a trend I really liked and I remember I painted my walls orange and I had a green sofa and some of my walls were mustard. But y'all, people walked into my home. That's a It's big, scaring y'all. It's really scaring there. y'all, isn't it? But people walked yeah. into my home. And, and when I say orange, I'm talking about like terracotta. 
But people said, your home feels so warm. And they could, if you'd ever said, hey, I'm going to paint my walls orange, green, and yellow, they would have died. But when they came in and experienced it, it worked because we had these like pine colored floors and everything worked. I want you to start thinking about color as a story and as a full vision. Because even if I decided that my house didn't have to match me tomorrow, I would know how to make it all work together. Like I would know how to pick, you know, go warm earthy or I know how to do that. And that's where the real secret sauce is. But I don't want you to just get all caught up in that little new aisle. They've got it Target. It's kind of in the middle, their little home. Everybody's house looks like that. There's some cute stuff in there, but that's not for everybody. Clothing trends aren't for everybody. They can be evolved for you. They can be manipulated for you. But don't make choices that aren't you. Do you agree with that, Jen? I I would absolutely agree with it. And it's really easy to it's really easy to do. And then you have it, and you're like, why don't I like it? Like I've lost interest in a day. It's because it's not really. It can even be pretty. You You might look at and say, well, that's pretty. I don't feel Mm. any passion for it. Like over in the corner of my office, there's a burlap lamp during my more natural phase. I'm like, that lamp's just ugly. I don't know what I was thinking. Screw that lamp. I mean, yeah. I just want to throw but it out in the also, yard. I think, it, I, think it's also, I think it's a process too, because I think a lot of us can be really hard on ourselves when we don't know what is yeah. truly me. Yeah. Like you just don't. But I, and so you have to try some stuff and some stuff you're going to try and you're going to be like, I'm really kind of glad I did that. And there's going to be other things that you tried. You're like, mm, I really wish I didn't do that. But now, you know, now, you know, like, oh, no, don't I you really think we like, get tired of it when faster I, when it's not really us? Absolutely. And I also think there's mm. a, there's a, there's color, there's fabrics, there's, there's so much that comes into like what you're going to bring into your home. But I also think that overall, we still have a tendency to gravitate to some down deep in the core, our, 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 our true self still shouts out that I like, I like certain things. So for me, like, it doesn't really matter. It isn't always, it does matter the color. But my point is, is that you will always see me gravitate to pops of color. I, I love pops of color. I love pops of color when I, when I dress, I love it in my house. Like I have red chairs around my kitchen table. The rest of the room is fairly neutral, but I have red chairs. You know, mm-hmm. I have white walls in my studio because I want to hang bright color everywhere because pops of color just make me happy. It just makes me happy as soon as I see it. It could be a block of one color. It makes me happy. And, and so Christina says, well, her house is all white because she's minimalistic. She likes everything clutter free. Well, that's just who she is. So it's not just color. It's like, you know, I feel like with you, Gail, I feel like yours is more about bold strokes, right? What gave and you, you might that like idea? a lot of boldness. <laughs> Whatever I gave know, you I that idea. Say, for the Just behind I you, have I metal lamps that are real cool and I have a cheetah <laughs> on the wall. Yeah. What are you saying here? I, no joke. I'm sitting in my office right yeah, now and there's she, a cheetah over here. And she has on pearls and sunglasses. <laughs> I remember when she bought this. And a floral headdress. And she's like yep. a spirit animal. Like, I love cheetah girls. She like. Look at her. She's just speaking to me now. See, and the whole thing, oh, right after you I look at her. That's She's like my spirit animal. But that I think see, when we it doesn't mean you're gonna really, wear cheetah. It simply means it's something that brings you like literally like lights you up when you think yeah, about having it in and your I, room I, or I really resonate with her. Like she makes me happy. And I think that's when when we're really in our zone and we really re- listen to what's best, we, we really understand what looks best on us and what we really resonate with. That's when we find pieces of clothing, furniture, mm-hmm. decor 
that jewelry is with us 20 years. I have pieces of clothing. I've had 10, 15, probably even 20 years. That doesn't mean I can fit in all of them right now, but like they're not going away. I can't let them go. I love them. I've had shoes for 10 years that I just love. And then I have things that I buy that's a trend. And a year later, I'm like, that doesn't even look that good on me. What was I thinking? So I think you can save yourself a lot of money and stress when you really put some ingenuity into this and really some study into this, get help if you need it. But I want to cover more one more thing before we leave, because we haven't talked about this. Contrast and... Oh, yeah. Go ahead. And? Uh, the other one beside it. <laughs> I, since I had COVID, I can't think. Contrast and... uh. When it's close on the color wheel, but it's right beside. Okay. Complimentary. Oh, Contrast oh, and complimentary. Oh, Thank like, you. Okay, like color combinations and stuff like that. Yes. This okay. is something Jen's really go. good at. And she challenges the people in her group to do contrast oh, and complimentary. And this is where people get it's stuck. What fun. goes with what? What goes with what? And and really to step out of your comfort zone or go shopping, go back shopping in your closet and not even realize these two things actually are kind of fun together. Never thought of it. Now, boom, you've got a whole new outfit you never thought of before. So there, there's contrast like I've talked about, right? Like the difference between light and dark. And depending on how you are naturally, you're going to want to stick to those kind of levels of contrast with your patterns, with yourself. That's what I, when I refer to the pale colors with pale skin, you lose that contrast that your, that your body needs. And now, contrast is for. also if they're well, there's other ways. on the opposite sides of the color wheel, right? Well, yeah, exactly. So I was going to say, there's also color combinations that sort of bring in that same kind of energy and tension. That's how I kind of think about it. When you, when you put black and white together, they're the, they're the extremes. They're fabulous. They're high contrast, a high contrast pattern, and they're high energy tension, <clears throat> I love right? It. The same thing is with a color across from each other on the color wheel. So you've got, say, red and green. Uh, depending on what color wheel, there's different ones. But in general, people refer to these like pink and greens or pink and lime green or green and red. They're opposite on the wheel. And so if you put those two colors together, and, and you can, I've seen it in decor often, but you've now created a, a high-tension, high-energy color combo. They're the furthest away from each other on like the color Gail's wheel. Just like white today. and black are the furthest like Gail's eyeballs today. I have on um, some kind of sienna colored eyeshadow, kind of deep, more rusty tones, which are not my norm, but I have green eyes. And so those rusty tones are it more on the other side. And so this is where contrast can really pay off because it's making my eye color pop. So don't rule out right. contrast, guys. Right. So go ahead. Tell them more. Now, now you don't rule out contrast. You just have to know what what why you're doing what you're doing, right? So if you... You, there's nothing that says you can't wear, you know, um, a bright red or lighter, maybe just slightly light red with a dark, dark green, you know, pair of pants or a jacket. And that red's going to pop off of that now softer version and darker version of that of that green. You, you're getting a contrast, not just with the combination of colors, but also with the light and dark. And so you can, there is just so much you can do with this and play with it. Um you do a monochromatic look where it's one love. shade and tint of the same color. It, love that. I love this look. A lot of people don't attempt it because it feels hard. I think it's it's something that feels almost trendy, but a lot of people don't go for it. But I feel like when they do, they pull together a really classic look, a look that just is so nobody vogue. else is good. No one else and has And that's tried. a good example of a trend it, it that is. I feel like everyone can wear. 
because the secret is it's your fantastic signature color. Like if I did a hot pink head Mm -hmm. to toe or a coral or a grass green, people would talk about that all day. If I did Mm -hmm. that in mustard, people would throw eggs at me. So talk about that. Yeah, they'd be talking about that all right. (laughs) I make patch six for being horrible, (laughs) but you know, it's all about getting it right. And that's that's when you get training and study helps you to know when it's barely, you know, there's a fine line between a hit and a miss when it comes to fashion. Like last week you did, was it marigold and a pale blue? So the colors and it was fabulous on you. Yeah. Thank you. And I, by the way, I, this is, this is me reacting to my own challenge that I put out to the group. I I'm like, you know, I'm like trying to participate, but you know, I always kind of like the day goes by and I forget. And I'm like, well, I have a marigold top. I don't have anything that's it, actually the color was Glacier Lake, which is like a gray blue. It's a very, very gray, gray mm-hmm. blue. I don't have that. But then when I started digging around in my closet, it's amazing what you find when you're looking mm-hmm. for something. And by the way, this is also kind of to, I think Gail's point is like, if you know what you're looking for, even if you're shopping, all of a sudden mm-hmm. magic happens. So I'm looking for something on these, this color challenge that's going to, so I can shop it becomes know, easier. You go to the rounder and they either have the color they don't. You don't sit there mourn yeah. over, well, what about this? Or I'll take home this yeah. beige sweater again. You can go, like, I can tear through a store in minutes and know if they've got anything that's going to work for me. You get yeah. very, and yeah. here's where I think that really helps Good is that. secondhand shopping and online shopping. When you have that discretionary eye and you know what you know, you can do that. When you don't know, gosh, yeah. that's a disaster waiting to happen. You'll think this is three dollars; it'll work. No, just because it's three dollars, it may not work. <laughs> so, tell them what complementary <laughs> colors are. Complementary colors are colors that are opposite each other on the color wheel. So, and would you depend depending on how you wear those two colors together? So, you're going to have let's say you're going to have orange, and you're going to have Blue, you're going to have purple and yellow, red and green, pink, like uh, magenta and teal, I think, that's or lime green, sorry, magenta and lime green. Those are colors that are opposite each other on the color wheel. And when you wear them together, you create this really high energy look. I recommend that if you're going to attempt it and go for it, and you should, to play around with your ratios of color. If you go 50-50, you're just going to look, you're going to feel a little clown-like and then feel a little off balance because it's even colors. You're going to want to do like a 40-60 or even less. Choose one color that's your main color. So if you love magenta pink, that's the main color. And then the rest will be your lime green. This is complimentary or contrasting? your bag. This is complimentary. Same thing. So... So then there is, so let's back up. So that was like, that's kind of your highest contrast, highest energy mm-hmm. look, right? If we were, and we did monochromatic, which is right, which is one color. If you do colors that are next to each other on the color wheel, those are called analogous. Mm. A-N-A. See, I've been calling those L-O- complementary. Yeah, someone you. told me that one time yeah. that those were called complementary. So they're not, they're analogous. No, I, I would see, I can, I don't know why, when you say the word compliment, especially in, when you talk about art, actually anything that has to do with color, if you say add the compliment. I like analogous better. You're talking about the color word. that's the opposite side of the color wheel. So analogous is going to be fact, like you, different shades of blue or blue going into green. That Yeah, 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 that way. So you're different, you're cl- colors that are close to each other on the color wheel. 
but not the same color. And you can vary the lights and darks of those as well. So you could do a dark teal with a light blue, for mm-hmm. example, or, um, you know, a, a minty green with a, a deep green or whatever. And, and you can, and those are all kind of colors that are close to each other. The one thing I would say about those though, is that just be careful that you're not wearing two colors that are so similar that your eye wants to make them the same, but they're not. And that's when things look mm. a little off. That's why sometimes redheads, for example, think that they can't wear orange or they can't wear red or something like that. It's because Sometimes a color can be so similar to another color, but not different enough. And your eye, your human eye wants to do one or the other. It wants to make them different or it wants to make them the same. And if it can't. Oh gosh, I just won't preach on this. Sorry to buddy in, but this is why I cannot wear teal colored eyeshadow. My eyes are green. They're green brown. And teal is just enough to cause confusion. It doesn't make them stand out. It's not the same. Mm. And it creates a mess. So I always encourage my clients, especially with the eye, because it's right there. There's no anything separating or fixing it. Don't choose those colors that are close to your eye color, but no cigar. Those are not going to do anything for you. Oh, gosh, Jen. Christina is so, look at her little mind. You can tell when she's thinking about something and she can go clean out her closet. Well, here, here's something fun. I think that I hope Christina will enjoy. If we go back to the concept of complementary colors, right? Colors that are opposite. You can make some. You can make yourself pop in really interesting ways. So I'll take a redhead because it's easy because it's color on your head, right? Like it's going to be orange. Yeah, pumpkin. right. The opposite of orange is blue. This is why redheads look so good in they blue do. because it's mm-hmm. the opposite and it's the complement to their bright um, orange reddish hair, and therefore makes them pop. It's true for me. I'm blonde. And if you are someone who is golden blonde or pale blonde or any kind of blonde and you pair your pair it with a plum or a purple, it looks, I look amazing in, in like a plum color. I look absolutely, it just looks so good on me. And it's, and it, um, and it's because it's the op, it's just the opposite of my overall tone. I'm a very yellow <laughs> person and it's just something that gives me a little extra. So that's my way mm. of creating contrast without being a little about being without being harsh, right? So you can play with it that way too, and that's why I believe that someone who is bright, cool, and deep has a lot of blue undertones. Why they can look so good in orange because it's the opposite on the color wheel, and it can be fantastic on someone that has because cool all undertones. oranges aren't super um, warm. Not they can be cool, maybe not orange so much. can have a little coolness to it when you think of like a really deep tangerine there's a little coolness peeking in there yeah. I, i'm just uh yeah i could talk about this all day fun, like, right? me and jen are just getting started i know christina she is sure feeling like she's gonna faint and i know for a lot of you our time is <laughs> i'm i'm so out of my element so out of my element we'd probably cause more questions than answers but we wanted to get you thinking about yeah. this and understanding because here at Midlife Moxie, we're all about being better in every way. And especially in midlife, when you're emerging as a new creature, you know, you're leaving those fertility years, you're going into that, I'm going to be my best heck yes self years. This can be part of it. So help is available though, ladies. Jen has yourcolorstyle.com. Did I get that correct? Your, I'm trying to say it without my That's accent. Right. Your Perfect colorstyle.com. And you can find her also on Instagram under your color style. 
You can reach out to either one of us for help. Jen's got some great courses coming up. So check her out, reach out to me and I'll get you connected in there. We're going to be collaborating. I'm super excited about that. Um, We're going to be giving you a double whammy on, look at Jen. She's looking a little worried there with our, what was that, Jen? No, I'm not. I swear. Don't even, don't even, don't even act like this is not going to be really fun. We are bringing our talents together for fashion and makeup and just pulling it all together because that's what's important. And Christina's going to be one of our first victims. Sorry for our first Ooh. success stories. I've already started with her shopping for her. But look <laughs> at like Jen. Victim. She's just I, like getting her. We get so excited. She may cry. There may be tears. I know. She might cry. There might be tears. tears. There might well, be I, I've got a, I've I've got a lot to do <laughs> before been we do all notes this. So so she hasn't even gotten to talk much, but you know, we just want you to explore color and understand color <laughs> is part of being your best. So reach out to Jen, reach out to us, and go out there and be your best. And for goodness sakes, what do we always say, Christina? Go and get your moxie on. Bye bye now. <laughs> <laughs>